Yeah. Uh, th- this is our 10th episode it's our 10th episode oh man that's crazy it just feels like uh like not long ago october we we were doing our first episode of candace there yeah and when we started we just said if we do like six or eight episodes we can just call it quits then and we'll be happy that we did something but now we hit the double digits so now we can quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I think we have yeah. too much fun with this. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. It's fun. I like I like to keep it going. Yeah. We have some ghost stories today provided from some listeners. I won't reveal right away who these listeners are until after I tell the story. Just paranormal stuff. There's a UFO bit and then a bunch of bits about ghosts and spirits. Uh, going to hear about some experiences that someone has had. It'll be really interesting. And then, Mike, what do you got today? Uh, kind of the same thing. Um, just a few uh, experiences, a few incidents that have happened over the years. A couple of uh, um, all listeners as well that have kind of reached out um, that have decided to share some stuff. Um, and yeah, pretty much yeah. more of the same. Yeah, I think it'll be fun if this kind of becomes part of our format. Just if people want to provide information uh you can send us an email contact at your dad is a bear.com there's a form on our website your dad is a bear.com to scroll to the bottom and send us a message uh by the way this show is called your dad is a bear <laughs> <laughs> episode 10 <laughs> oh sugar So we don't have any guests for this episode. We thought, hey, let's uh, let's just try one on our own, see how it goes. Yeah, we've never really done this. We 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 when we were first playing around with the idea of doing this, we we kind of played around and just did a like a fake episode. Yeah, like a practice session. Yeah, and but it was fine. We just yeah. shot the shit. And uh, the the truth is, we don't like anyone. That's not true. That's a lie. No, he's lying. But I the like real anyone. truth <laughs> <laughs> is that we just wanted to try this out. And see what we can do. And maybe like every 10 episodes, we can just do uh, just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. You and I. It's going to be like one of those, um, you know, like uh, long running TV shows. Ever so often they'll have like one of those like uh, anthology, you know, yeah. episodes where like they kind of play back. Bro- Brooklyn Nine-Nine has the Halloween heist every year. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I've actually never seen it, man. Oh, you should watch it. I'm, I'm missing out. Actually, that one does look really, really funny. Plus, I love the cast. So, yeah. Uh, you know what has nothing to do with that? Ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> well, you did say Halloween. Oh, shit. It's got one thing to do with that, then. Yeah, yeah true, true. <laughs> but ghosts. Yeah. And UFOs, spirits, all that fun kind of paranormal stuff. Let's delve into a story provided from a listener. I've got two pages of words here, and that might sound like a lot. It might sound like a little. I promise it won't take too long to read through. And I also promise that it's interesting because it gives me goosebumps every time I read through it. (laughs) Um, I should note part of this has been reworded by me for the sake of retelling it on our show here. Uh, Let's do it. (laughs) Mike, set the mood. 
Get, uh, get spooky. Get spooky. Get spooky. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, that sounded like a day man. Oh. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Um, Sick reference, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For real this time. In the early 1970s, I was maybe 10 or 12 years old. There were three of us, maybe four of us, in the car headed toward home. My Aunt Lolly was driving, and in the car with me were a couple of my cousins. It was dark, and we all saw a big, round disc like a saucer spinning in the sky over Letchworth Gorge. Lolly pulled the car over and shut off the engine. From the disc in the sky, there was no sound at all. It was eerily silent, running right down the river line. This huge saucer gliding through the air, not making a sound. And the following morning on the news, there were several sightings of this UFO called in by others. I never heard another thing about it, and it was the only time I've seen something like that. So that's the UFO bit, <laughs> uh, which is great. I mean, Mike, how much do you look up, you know, UFO sightings and such? Because this stuff like this is typically the kind of thing that's reported as a flying saucer. Yeah. Right. I don't look it up as often as I used to. Um, like I remember uh, a buddy of mine actually used to talk about uh, an experience he had um, and how uh, and and how like he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Like there was something like sitting in his room. And like he's sitting there, he's like, I'm not ready for this, I'm not ready for this, and closes his eyes. And, but the thing is, he was like looking into it a lot, you know, for some reason, like he opened himself up to that. So me personally, yeah. I kind of like, I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I don't know if I could handle like something being in my room. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like stepped away from it, but I used to love like looking up the the, uh, the sightings and stuff like that. And the whole characteristic like circular rotating disc with no sound whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That, that. In and of itself, a very, very common thing. So it kind of begs to ask the question, like, 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 how feasible is this? You know, is, right. is it something that, that, you know, when it happened, like, is there a, a like, a presence or is there a being? Is there a group of beings actually visiting us? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is this? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's completely feasible for a vehicle to be able to do this if it's using anti-gravity to fly. Because the way that would work is it wouldn't have any sound. It's like, oh, it's it's hard to say. Like, uh, basically, no propulsion system. You right, know, that that's what it is. Right, it's manipulating more the force. Of like gravity. how a rocket requires an explosion to shoot it away. A UFO using anti gravity doesn't need that. It can just freely move in any direction, which is why there's no sound because it's kind of got this force field around it that I don't know if it would reflect or absorb the sound. You know. But it just, it can freely move in the sky and the atmosphere. And that's kind of what that technology is supposedly based on. You know, if you get into the whole Bob Lazar (laughs) (laughs) scenario and look up anything about that with Area 51, the classic stuff there. You know, some people think that flying saucers were government ships trying to remake the alien technology from the Area 51 crash. Hey, could be either. Could be both. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And what you mentioned about your friend not being ready, that kind of ties into the rest of this about ghosts and spirits, about 
What if you open the door that you didn't want to open or didn't mean to open or just naively opened because you were interested? Kind of that that old quote, um, you know, if you stare into the darkness long enough, the darkness starts to stare back. You know, there's (laughs) truth to that. There really is. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's get to the rest of this about ghosts and spirits. There are a few segments here provided by this listener and thank you for providing this here we go while in my mid-30s i had an out-of-body experience with five kids my wife and i bought a house and expanded it to fit our family it was around this time over 20 years ago that i started being able to sense and see ghosts or spirits The first time this happened, it was more of a feeling than a sighting. I was lying in bed. Our bedroom was still downstairs, just off the kitchen because we were remodeling, and the washer and dryer were in the same room that we slept in. I felt a cold chill take over my body, and I sensed the presence of something in the room. Tears formed in my eyes because I felt a deep sadness My wife woke up next to me, and she swore that she saw a faded, glowing, green handprint on the washing machine next to our bed, just on the other side of me. She never saw the ghost herself while we lived in that big house. But they came back many times, and they brought friends. It was as if they all understood that they could connect with me somehow, and I felt them more often than I saw them. I knew they were standing in a certain spot in a room, but I could not actually see them yet. One night, my wife and I were sitting in the living room, and our cat, Tinka, was on the couch, sleeping on my lap. She woke up and stood at attention, staring over our shoulders to the doorway behind us. I knew immediately that someone was standing there, and I got the feeling it was my grandmother, who had recently passed. I turned to look, but I could not see her. I could feel her, and I could feel her pleasure at the homey scene we presented, the two of us, my wife and I, sitting on the sofa holding hands. A few times, as we've been driving, there have been spirits in the car. Once, I was driving home from a nearby town, and as plain as day, I saw my grandfather sitting in the passenger seat of my truck. A year or two later, we helped a friend move to New Mexico. All of us taking turns driving the big rental truck. It was my wife's turn as we drove through St. Louis, with all those big highways and the left side exits. We were on the right side of a two-lane exit to the left when a semi-driver to our right decided he needed to be in that exit too. My wife later described the near accident. She said it felt as though everything slowed down and she had all the time in the world to gently turn the steering wheel while watching her mirror to check for traffic on the left. She was somehow able to see everything at once in a 24-foot moving truck, and she was able to smoothly make the lane change with no problem, avoiding the semi that was crowding in on the passenger side. I told her afterward that my grandfather was sitting on the dash when that happened. 
we figured he might have had something to do with saving our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, this... (laughs) Yeah. All right, here's the next bit. We moved to a smaller house when our kids were grown, and the spirits moved right along with us. Grandpa often comes to visit, and I can see him clearly... One time, his face was right next to my clock in the middle of the night. There were so many of them visiting that I was losing sleep. One night, there were four or five ghosts standing around our bed. One of them was memorable. A small, completely black shape between three and four feet tall. My wife saged the house and they calmed down for a while, but they did not stop coming. Grandpa was always the first one back. One night, there was a spirit who came into the room that was sleeping, and I woke up with the familiar chills. These spirits, they they urged me to come with them, with insistence. They wanted me to just go with them. I kept telling them I could not fit under the door. Again, they insisted. I could feel myself lift up in the air, and then I could feel myself sliding beneath the door like a piece of paper. I floated up the road and then up a private lane near our house. We went farther and farther up that lane, and I kept telling them, bring me back. That's far enough. Bring me back. Finally, they did. They brought me back to the house and just put me back into my body. Just like that. Another night, my wife and I were at a hotel in a town close to our home. The owner of the hotel was giving a ghost tour to a couple of our friends because they had told her that one of them could see ghosts. My wife spoke up and told them I can too, so we were invited along. We walked up the back stairs to the guest quarters in the hotel. It's a rough and tumble kind of hotel, mostly rented out by hunters during that season. After the owner opened the door to the third bedroom, I walked into the room, and I was startled to see someone jump out of the window. In fact, there were three or four ghosts, and I watched them all jump out. Maybe we surprised them. Tracy, my wife, well, her dad died last year in January. He and Tracy did not have the greatest relationship. They loved each other, but he was a critical man. And like most critics, his wit was harshest with the people he loved. He didn't waste much time stopping to see us. He tried to climb into my body. This time Tracy also felt him. He tried to take her body over too. He was frustrated because he had something to say, and I guess he thought he needed to have control over one of us to say it. About a week or so later, he came back... (laughs) And he spoke to Tracy. She was in that space that was halfway between waking and dreaming. You know the space, right? He told her how he felt. And Tracy reassured him that everything was okay. It's okay, Dad, she said. I love you. I know you love me. After that night, he did not come back. And my own father died in December last year. He stopped to see me once, but I wasn't ready to speak with him. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. What I do know 
is that there is life after death, but it is not necessarily what Christianity teaches us. There are spirits, and some of us can speak to them and see them as clearly as I can speak with you. There it is. Uh, That was just a big group of snippets of paranormal experiences from my dad. Oh, man. (laughs) And the bear. (laughs) The bear. (laughs) Uh, My dad, Tom, he, these are his stories. My mom wrote this up and sent it to me a few weeks ago. Uh, she, she might be our biggest fan now. <laughs> She's anxiously waiting for more episodes. So thank you for submitting that. I, like I said, it gives me goosebumps every time I read through it, uh, because I totally can believe some of that. And Mike, I don't know if you remember a couple episodes ago when we had our guests were Kevin and Chad. Yes. And I had mentioned seeing ghosts in my backyard when I was 12. Mm-hmm. That was around the same time that this started happening for him. Oh, man. And I didn't know until recently that he's had all these experiences. Was it the episode that actually, like, that that kind of brought that out? Like, he kind of mentioned it, like the correlation, or? No. So I was looking for new content for this show. I thought, who? Oh, I bet my parents have some cool stories. I'll see what they got. So I texted my mom saying, hey. You got any cool paranormal stuff? Uh, I can, uh, you know, tell some stories on our show. <laughs> <laughs> and she sent me this. And I thought, holy shit. <laughs> so I, I responded and I asked, did you did you hear like that episode when I talked about the ghosts at our house when I was 12? Because <laughs> uh, I don't think I ever told them back then. And I vaguely remember overhearing a conversation they had once about ghosts back then so that all it was around the same time that this stuff started happening to my dad that's intense that's intense that's (laughs) awesome yeah (laughs) i love it oh man but i'm i'm oh go ahead oh no i was gonna ask your mom's tracy yes yeah thank you tracy (laughs) what was your dad's name tom 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 Tom. thank you tom (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i totally believe in that kind of stuff i you know it's like a higher dimension or parallel dimension, just another state of being, you know, whether we all go to that state or not, I don't know, but I know it exists. Some people think like, you know, maybe you die and then you just, you go to heaven or you go to wherever, maybe you become a ghost. I think that's all interconnected somehow, but I don't know what determines what you become. You know, maybe that's got to do with uh, the whole transcendence concept that you've brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the fence as to what happens. I know uh, I've talked a lot about how, you know, uh, re- reincarnation is kind of a huge thing out there, you know, uh, or even like with Robert Monroe and what he's actually talked about, how, you know, we're constantly on this cycle. You know, we, uh, we, we started off as like, you know, uh, very, very simple energetic beings. And we mm-hmm. kind of experienced everything that we could experience on that level. We kind of evolved into this, our current state. And we're trying to experience everything that we can experience in this state until we can actually, you know, evolve to the next, you know, now whether that actually has any truth to it, you know, whether we're reincarnating or, you know, if there is another level, if there's like a, if there's a, a, I mean, like another dimension, uh, that, that we go to and we're living in, you know, I've also talked about, you know, uh, like I grew up Mormon 
uh, and how the Mormons believe, you know, that, that there are four places that you could eventually, you know, mm-hmm. go to, you know, uh, one pretty much, you've got to be like a, like a piece of shit <laughs> to go to, which, you know, they, it, it's, it's not something that's going to, you know, really happen unless you're like a murdering bastard. Right. Um, but the others, you know, the, the, uh, the, the telestial, terrestrial and celestial based on, you know, your, um, actions throughout this mm-hmm. physical, you know, life, you know, whether that's true or if it's just a basic heaven, hell, who knows, you know, the, but, but there is something there's like, definitely totally. something. And I think the concept, you know, as, as fictional as any religion may or may not be, you know, it's all based on the concept of there being something. Uh, shit, for all we know, uh, the aliens are just looking out for us to make sure we get to the right place or to send us to the wrong place. <laughs> That's what that UFO is. Maybe. It's all connected. <laughs> I'm just trying to connect the dots. <laughs> it's a simulation brought on by the aliens. Yes. Or we're all part of a, some alien's dream. A oh. nightmare, maybe. Oh. That, man, that's even deeper than being a simulation. <laughs> this is just someone's dream. Yeah, and we're we're like a part of a an alien who's dreaming of aliens, <laughs> who's terrified of aliens. Yeah, yeah. shit. Oof. My mom also <laughs> she 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 sent me a message um, earlier this month after listening to one of our episodes when we mentioned reincarnation, and she said the point. Or, well, first she said, "I feel like y'all missed the point of reincarnation, dudes." <laughs> And uh, she goes on to say that the point is that we are here to gain knowledge and we are all interconnected, which I think is kind of what you, uh, your whole thing is. We come back to learn. There is no me. We are all the same person. So if you are mistreating someone else, you are hurting yourself, which is kind of what you've brought up a couple of times, even outside of the podcast of just everything being connected. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up. I'm a believer in that aspect, you know, that, that, that we are, you know, maybe not necessarily the same being, but, you know, our actions have an impact, Totally, you know, like whether it's going to send us to a heaven or hell, or if it's going to, you know, change what we reincarnate. There are some faiths that believe in, you know, the, the whole, your, well, your, your karma, you mm-hmm. know, essentially it's going to change your status in the next life kind of a thing. Or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Even in this life, like in the current life, I'm a total believer in the universe. Whatever you put out there is what goes out there. Like your energy is reflective whether you witness its effects or not. A small little thing you do can have a good or bad effect on someone else. Absolutely. And then it just ripples. You know, that that shit is true. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (sighs) Good times. Yeah, very much so. (laughs) Do you want to go into your bit? What what have you got? Well, actually, something uh, was going to go into my my buddy Steffi's thing, but then what you said actually really reminded me of my... So I asked my brother, um, because my brother's really into paranormal experiences. Yeah. And and just all of that stuff. That's that's the you know, my my dad kind is of instilled it in us. Robert is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Well, he goes by Rob. Rob, Rob Lugo. Or, What's up, uh, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> we we see you on that Instagram. Sh- yeah, we do. Shredding that metal. Oh man, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> he's a very talented individual, <laughs> but he's 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 been very against social media. So uh-huh. that's, this is his first attempt, <laughs> and it's only to try to promote his music. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
at rblg099 is his Instagram ha- Instagram <laughs> handle. If anybody wants to go check him out. Yeah. He's all about metal. Uh, but no, no. So I asked him. He says, you know, he's never really had any sort of experiences. So I was kind of surprised. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and me personally, I can't really say that I've had any like actual experiences myself. Um, you know, nothing that, that, that I can clearly explain. But he tells me that his wife, you know, my sister-in-law, uh, has had quite a few experiences. Now, uh, one of the, the stories he actually tells me was when she was younger, you know, she had shared a room with her, her younger sister. And uh, when they were just, just uh, like sleeping, middle of the night kind of a thing, uh, sister had actually woken up and decided to go get, get herself a glass of water. Uh, it had woken Steph up. And uh, so a few moments later, younger sister comes back into the room without a glass of water. So she asks, did you not get a glass of water? Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, no, there's something in the, the kitchen. Oh, shit. I, uh, it doesn't want me in there. So her being the oldest decides to get up and go check it out. Gets into the kitchen. There's something in the corner. Like she can't see it. She can't hear it. It's just, just a feeling of just yeah. hate and just does not want her there. Malice. Exactly. Um, so she goes to her father. And her father's a very religious man. Who gets up, turns on the lights. And he also feels this presence. Now, in that faith, you know, because we all grew up Mormon, you know, men, um, you know, the, they kind of hold like a, a priesthood of sorts. Um, okay. And they, they have uh, the ability to essentially bless, you know, a, a house, bless a person, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, kind of cleansing in a, in, a, in a way. So he decides to do this. Now, in the entire time that we've known him, He's never done it except for this one time. So that really, really kind of goes to show that, that he had felt something. Yeah. You know, he's never, he doesn't take this stuff lightly. You know, yeah. he doesn't do it just for, you know, trying to calm down the kids. Right. Know? Like it's not, hey, check out this cool thing I can do. It's no, you only do that when necessary. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a, like an exorcism of sorts. <laughs> you know, the, the Catholic church, they don't take that lightly. You know, they're not going to go performing an exorcism. Right. Uh, so he goes through that whole process of blessing the house and... All is good for that time. Um, it eventually came back um, a few years later. Uh, Steph had caught, come come home. Um, and uh, when she got there, she was the only one at, in the house. And she just felt like there was something in the basement. Yeah. You know, it was the same malice, that, that same feeling. And then the, the very distinct feeling that if she had gone down there, it would get her. Like it would just take her on. It would take her over. It would, yeah. No idea what would happen. Yeah. She uh, was so frightened by this, this this feeling, this this entity, whatever it was, that she ran out of the house and she stayed with her aunt for like a week. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When everybody else got home, nobody really felt it. Mm-hmm. She was really the only one that did, you know, so nobody can really like corroborate that story. And she trusted um, her instincts. Exactly. Steve didn't, or her father Steve didn't, feel it necessary to bless the house at that point because he didn't feel it. But, but yeah. yeah. It's also been said that, you know, if there is a spirit or entity of malice and malicious intent, then it'll target you when you're vulnerable, whether that's when you're alone. Like, I don't, I'd be curious what her day was like. Like, was she kind of in a foul mood or just a down upset mood at all that day that kind of like opened a window for that thing to reach out to her. I couldn't say, but I know this is not the, the only instance she's ever come across this or yeah. like the other only two instances. When 
her and my brother finally got married. Yeah, he was in the military. He was in the Navy. And uh, she had moved in with him. Uh, they eventually made their way up to uh, northern Washington, lived a beautiful little island called Oak Harbor. Love that place. Wish <laughs> I can go back. <laughs> Oak Harbor. Yeah. Um, so their uh, their house, really, really nice house. Um, they They didn't really have any, like, major issues there, but there was a few instances where she, when she was alone, would hear something you know, whisper her name, Stephanie, you know, um, there was a few other instances where she would feel a presence, but it wasn't necessarily the, the malice presence, but she would feel presences within this house. Mm -hmm. Uh, it got to a point where this was like the last moment, last time that they, she felt anything, she was standing above the stairs and she felt like something was going to like run up to her and push her down the stairs. Um, at that time, they felt it was necessary to to call in the the religious leader, you know, have him do his thing in the house and all that. And then that was the last of that. She's had a few other instances where she would uh, see spirits. Like the the most notable would be she's seen every single one of her children. Before oh my they were gosh! Born. Yeah, five kids, uh, and she saw every single one of them before they were born. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> no way to really experience like like uh, I guess explain that. Uh, but she would tell us, she's like, I, I saw him today, you know, and uh, like we all knew this is going to be, you know, her son. Yeah. So she would tell us all before it happened. Would that be relatively close to the birth or would that be like years before? No, it was relatively close to the birth. Yeah. Like she would see. And so far she said that everything's played out exactly how she remembers, mm -hmm. which that's kind of crazy. Yeah, she's got... <laughs> Something. She's got it. That it factor. <laughs> yeah. They'll um, give you a TV show for that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> so what you were saying with, uh, with the whole like, uh, kind of emotional, you know, presence, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like not emotional presence, but your emotional state, uh, that's something I kind of believe in. Like it, it, your emotional state can actually affect your openness to mm -hmm. certain things. Uh, if you're stressed, if you're in a bad place, you know, if you're not thinking right, if you're, de you know, uh, depressed, that could potentially open you up to, you know, some sort of malicious entity out there. Yeah. You know, um, and if you're not in a bad place, you know, if you're open to that and you practice that, you could potentially become open to that sort of thing. Um, well, yeah. as, as I understand it, that's what, I, I mean, I don't study religion, but to me that's the entire concept of, say, heaven and hell, for example, I won't claim to have ever read the Bible because I haven't. But the concept, as I understand it, is kind of joy and happiness versus just sadness and malice, right? So that idea of your emotional state opens doors to these otherworldly beings having access to you is based on those emotions. That's why joy, you want joy to like bring in those happy feelings from the universe like that whole network like like we were talking outside of this earlier like maybe psychic ability is based on people tuning into the net the universal network that's kind of invisible but between all of us you know it connects all of us so if you're kind of siphoning joy from that then you'll be okay if you're siphoning any kind of negativity that will reflect on your life and that might attract more of that so maybe, for all we know, these aren't even real beings. They're just feelings intensified. Yeah. Kind of like a... It's hard to know. <laughs> I had a, a theory that uh, only 
certain nerds might understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny when nerdum. Is it nerdum? Is that the word? Nerdum. When nerdum has, has to be further granularized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, take uh, the Green Lantern, for instance. Mm-hmm. Now, the Green Lanterns, they get their power from uh, the uh, the willpower that is within the... I'm uh, good. is dying here. <laughs> oh, I never read that comic. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the green power of will is the, uh-huh. uh, the collective willpower that is in the universe. Now, every single color has an emotional spectrum, you know, so... Uh, the star sapphire is that her name? Starfire? It's not Starfire. Um, but but yeah, no. So there was the pink one. They uh, they were the the universal feeling of love. Yeah. Uh, red, you know, hatred, anger, uh, yellow, fear, that kind of thing. So, what if our concepts of of good, evil, these entities are simply manifestations of you know, just uh, that 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 emotional spectrum. Right. Uh, God could be the the embodiment of uh, you know universal love. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 conscious manifestations of everybody's love. The devil, conscious manifestation <laughs> of everybody's hate. That right. kind of thing. Like there were entities within these these emotional spectrums in the comic book. Yeah, and it's but a comic were, book. I'm trying to like relate relate kind to of real life, but personification, <laughs> you could call it, right? You're just yeah. you're just giving emotion a form. Yeah, and to me, life is just emotion. Happiness is a choice, in my opinion, but everyone sees that in their own way. And I just try to not spread negativity. You know, like you mentioned this once before, where when you're driving down the road, if someone cuts you off, how you react can spread that energy to that person or to others around you. Like if you're all like, oh, motherfucker, and you're flipping him off, then that negativity just kind of ripples in this invisible field. And other people can feel it kind of subconsciously. And maybe it affects them later in their day. Oh, yeah. Or if you're like, oh, that's okay, like stuff happens, then maybe that will calm that person. (laughs) I don't know. Not immediately, but it's intention. Um, you know, cause you have people out there, maybe not people. I don't want to generalize like, let's say a hypothetical person, um, who maybe on the outside is really, really nice, you know, very, very, you know, uh, thoughtful, that kind of thing. Uh, but internally they're emanating, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, malcontent, maybe some sort of, you know, hatred, something like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're harboring something internally. It, it's not just the actions. It's the intent behind the actions, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, that that also gets into this whole other spectrum of, you know, mental illness and how anything like that plays a part. Yeah. Which I, I don't want to get into that in this episode, but that's a whole other <laughs> side of it you know definitely something i would like to talk about (laughs) at some point um so another uh series of events they're not really in like story format these are just kind of like recollection of of these experiences Mm -hmm. Uh, because some of uh what uh, my buddy steffi has had several paranormal experiences throughout her life Um, steffi steffi Uh, yeah stephanie that name yeah (laughs) it's like my nickname she calls me mikey uh Uh, so i'm she's steffi i'm mikey all right yeah (laughs) so one of my closest and oldest friends uh lover to death um she's had uh quite a few paranormal experiences a few uh she tends to like text me when they happen so like i get a kind of witness them when they're when they're going down yeah uh one was actually 
close to like a decade now, no, over a decade uh, ago, uh, her father had passed away. A few days before this had happened, she had what you'd consider a, a stereotypical like shadow person, you know, arrive. You know, she's sleeping, she wakes up, there's something in her room. Just mm-hmm. a shadowy figure just sitting there hovering over a bed, almost kind of like a, like a bad omen. Yeah. Um, she didn't really think anything of it at that time. And so she kind of went about her day. About three days later, her father passed away. Now, at the same time, her sister, also kind of a, a similar paranormal experience. She actually has, you know, a basement that seems to be haunted. Now, beyond like just a bad feeling, she's never really had any issues with this, this entity that's living in her basement up until the day her father passed away. This entity went full post poltergeist, like just full on throwing shit all over the place. Shit. Yeah, so... That was the first experience that, that she had actually really come across like a, an entity, both her and her sister, you know, like a sister having the poltergeist in the basement where her father passed away mm-hmm. and Steffi having the, the, the shadow figure, the shadow person. A few years later happened again. Another instance where there's like a shadow person. She didn't really think anything of it. Um, and sadly, I don't remember who ended up passing away, but about three days later, somebody had passed away. Oh, so the timing is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. About three days. So it was somebody close to her, uh, just a friend from work, I think, but that kind of started like a whole process. She's like, you know, shadow people, somebody passing away. don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, once could be an instance, you know, but twice I'm raising my eyebrow. Yeah. The uh, third time, she texted me right when this was happening. Um, so middle of the night, like like two, three in the morning, uh, I get a text from her saying that there's there's a little boy in my room. I see him. I can't really make him out. He's died with the child. There's something in my room right now. I, I can envision it like just sitting like because uh, I used to live with her. So same apartment, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just kind of describing this thing, just kind of pacing around in her room. Uh, she didn't really get a bad feeling from it, but she very much got this feeling that something was going to go down. Right. Again, three days later, her friend Kumi, somebody I actually known, uh, ended up committing, committing suicide. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's what the pacing represented was like the choice. Something, somebody was going through something. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe like a representation because she did leave a little boy behind, which is very... I don't know, but coincidental. Wow. Yeah. About four days ago, she uh, she uh, texted me saying, and I actually showed you the text. Uh, she was sitting in the bathtub, and she had like a glass next to the bathtub, and it started moving. She checked to make sure it was dry, you know, because, you know, sometimes a glass yeah. literally yeah. It could slide. There are, that's rational explanation for something like that. Exactly. But she's very much a rational person. So I don't really like, if she says something like this, I could have to take her word for it. Um, Granted you listeners be skeptical. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't take any word that I'm saying, you know, for as truth, you know, just this, you know, listen, have your own experiences, all that. Uh, But the glass didn't just move once. It ended up moving about two times, like two times afterwards. I mean, so like three times total. Uh, just while she's sitting there. And we, we actually started talking about, you know, where she was at emotionally. Mm-hmm. She she currently feels very, very lost uh, spiritually. Uh, it kind of feels like there's there's something wrong, you know, on a, a soul level kind of a thing. So we 
talked a lot about her going to go see like a spiritual healer, <clears throat> which she ended up going, uh, and you know, just getting herself to a place emotionally where yeah. she's feeling more positive, feeling positive about the changes going on in her life. So had to kind of wonder, you know, with her current distress level, if that's actually uh, opening her up to these, these experiences. Luckily, with it not being a shadow person, nobody died because I was, right. I was well, thinking. This, this was only a few days ago. It's yeah. been more than three days, right? Has been more than three days. Oh, man. I was afraid that I'd be the next person. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those ghosts can fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but that was Stephanie's uh, experiences or Steffi's experience. Uh, and uh, like, I, like I said, I've got to not necessarily witness, but experience her right. state of mind through all this. And knowing her, she she's a very, very rational individual. You know, she's well, not one to make things up. Well, you know what I think is important about that is acknowledging it. You know, like if someone is out there having these experiences, you don't have to just be scared and alone about it and have a friend like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if like you're a good friend and that you will listen and take her seriously and not just, you know, laugh it off or, you know, think that's stupid. That wouldn't be real, you know, because these things affect people. So respecting that totally, I think, is the right move. Absolutely. Uh, and Steffi, I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. I should probably text you. <laughs> right after this, Mike is going to text you. Yes. I'm going to make him call you. Yes. But wow. I mean, each yeah. each time it was a three-day period. And still don't really know the significance behind that, honestly. Uh, yeah. And that itself, um, because like I remember when it happened the first time, you know, hey, that that coincidence. But after the third time, it's like, damn, there's something there. Yeah. Now, she she very much is somebody that's open to these things. You know, she's always been that way. Um, but, you know, is there is there a correlation or is it yeah. strictly coincidence? But that's exactly the other topic I want to bring up before we finish this episode is how seriously can you take something like this? You mentioned to be skeptical. Absolutely. Be fucking skeptical. Yes. Don't be so naive. Like say you go get a palm reading or you go see a psychic and they're like, oh, next week you're going to get a raise at your job. Don't just expect next week you're going to get a raise at your job. That I don't know if that's a great example of what I'm trying to say, but basically try not to be gullible about it, but don't just assume one thing and that that is exactly all it is and nothing more, nothing else. You know, when someone's describing a ghost experience, we think it's a ghost. We don't know. It could just be our emotions toying with us. But when the feeling is so strong that, no, that's what it is. Yes, maybe it very well is, but we don't know. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, for me, being skeptical about it kind of keeps me sane. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into that. And then next thing I know, <laughs> fucking conjuring up in here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I want. I just want Patrick Wilson to come save me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Patrick Wilson, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, my, my wife would probably leave me for you. So <laughs> don't come. <laughs> but do come because I want to hang out. Yes. Let's have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I like that, though. I like that. Uh, everybody have an open mind. You know, make up your own mind, though. You know, because really in this life, 
the only thing, uh, the only true freedom we have is to make our own choices, to make up our own mind about things. Or do we? Huh?